Hey everyone, welcome back to Beyond the Bar podcast. I am your host, Denise Tova, and today I am absolutely thrilled to have here a super duper family lawyer, Jill Stone with Stone Student Young and Nigro. And Jill has over three decades of experience, she, she doesn't look it, um, and she has an incredible story for you that involves juggling the legal career, raising three kids, passion for fashion, and even a stint as a legal expert on national TV. I mean, she is totally slaying it in the family legal field and in life. So Jill, welcome to the show. Thank you, Denise. It's great to be here. Thank you. I think what you're doing is marvelous, bringing our own stories to the world so they know that when we are helping them in the legal community, we bring our own experiences and we can help them with the experiences that we had. So I think it's great, really. Wonderful. Thank you for saying that, Jill. And that really is the essence of of this is to to humanize it and 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 make what you do, you know, make make the general public appreciate what you do and the many layers that that you have to go through. Um, and and there's just so much to know. And then also in order to manage expectations, emotions. I mean, there's just there's just uh, so much. And um, you know, you, you actually initially. I'm sorry. A lot goes into what we do for a living. You know, we're human beings. Yes. We have to do juggle everything. So it's just not we walk into the courtroom and we're a lawyer and that's what we're doing. We have a whole baggage to bring with us like everybody else's baggage we have. So it's nice to share it. I love that. Now, that that really is the essence of humanizing something, not being afraid to be vulnerable. Uh, I love what you just said, because, you know, I've had many practitioners um, on, on the show and, you know, sometimes when we wrap up, they're like, "Ooh, was that was I too personal? Was it too much, you know, sharing? And I said, no, no, you need to show that you are a human being because you have to then get back home and take care of yourself so that you don't lose your sense of self, your family and be a functioning human being. So, you know, that that is an excellent point. Well, Denisa, I have to tell you, I I say that one of my mantras is um the way that i live my life is the way that i practice law so i'm very mm. open i like to discuss with my clients and tell them that you know i've had experiences i have three kids i went through a lot i have parents too i have brothers i you know i have a lot to bring to them when they come into the office because i want to be open i want to be honest i don't want to i'm not here really only to make a living which we have to but if when you're in this field, you really want to help people, you want to make a difference. That's so we make a difference by bringing in our own experiences. That's how I feel. And you had quite a journey. As a matter of fact, you initially wanted to be in a fashion industry. What led you to make that switch and, and become a family lawyer? Well, um, I did want to go into fashion. That's what I wanted to do. But my father, who was a very well-known criminal defense attorney in Queens County, uh, decided when I graduated college that I was going to law school. Um, he said, and I said, me, party girl, I'm going to law school. But he said, listen, I want you to get your license. I know you could do great things with it, but if you never want to practice a day in your life, at least you'll have something and he won't have to worry that I can stand on the steps of a courthouse and make a living. Um, so back then, you know, you listened, at least I did to whatever my parents told me to do. And I was, um, I became one of the uh, students in the inaugural class of the City University of New York Law School at Queens College. 
and it wasn't even accredited yet, but um, I started law school in a elementary school where the bathrooms were this big and we couldn't even fit in them. And um, it was quite the experience being in an inaugural class and starting a whole new, um, it was the mission, it was the service and human needs. That was the mission of CUNY Law School. And it was something that I cared about, you know, helping people. And I thought maybe after I did that, I would go into fashion, but um, I just do my fashion when I go into the courtroom and I meet my clients. That's how it, it worked out now. You so. do, and you own your style. As a matter of fact, I, I'm gonna get back to that. So you are, you're almost like a pioneer, you know, and there was something that, that your dad actually said, he said to you that you had to be strong, but not emotional. Can you share a bit about that advice and, and how that guided you in your practice? He did say, um, when I became a lawyer and I worked with him and we drove in every day to all the different courthouses that you have to be strong, but you're a woman and I, and you're talking now, you know, in the eighties and the nineties that give you know be smart know your case but don't be emotional because the second you act in a certain way he felt that people and the and the bench would think that you know it's a woman thing and he didn't want that to happen so he said you have to be strong and be poised and present your case so that this way they know that it's not coming from an emotional end because you're a woman it's coming from really the passion you have in in dealing and helping with your client so I hear that all the time when I'm doing certain things, when I'm in court and I think I'm good, maybe going over the top. I think about what my father says. So I calm down a little bit. <laughs> yeah, come on. I've seen men do that. You know, I mean, they, they have true. a different way of channeling it. <laughs> well, they're known as um, being very aggressive. And, you know, sometimes the men, when they do it, they're so aggressive and we become the emotional, but it's changing now. I have to tell you that, when you act a certain way as a lawyer and you're just being passionate, they think you're aggressive. So it, it's turning the tide a little bit. I saw over the, over the years. So look, it's, you know, to me, it's about energy, suppressing certain energy and expressing it. Everybody has a different way of doing it. And, and, but like you said, normalizing it, like, okay, I'm about to lose it. All right. That's being human. I'm just having all sorts of stuff happening here. So, you know, we're, we're only human beings. Right. Speaking of, all these different roles that you had to play. We talked about the career, but then also, uh, you know, being a, a mom who was very, very present, you're sort of like this lioness, um, you know, holding, holding it together here for your family. You know, you shared with me about your son, Josh, who went through a, a tough time, but, but he turned set back into success. And listen, I think many parents can relate, you know, we want to solve uh, our kids' problems. We want to shoulder that pain. And I've learned personally that, especially with, with older kids, they need to have that internal drive to pull themselves out of that darkness. So we can, we can, we can steer them towards certain resources and shower them with lots of love, but they have to find that force to push through what was that like for you as, as a parent to navigate that? Well, Josh, I have three young adults, I should say, you know, they're 30s and 20s. And Josh um, went through a hard time. He was on his track. He was a Division One hockey player and he had four surgeries and the last surgery knocked him out of the box. So he learned a very quick lesson at a young age that one minute you're on top of the world and everybody loves you. And the next minute, no one knows your name when you can't perform the way that they want to, you don't, you can't do anything for them. Um, 
And he was in a dark place, but he got himself out. And my husband and I were going to be supportive no matter what it was. And he started to write about how horrible his life is. And he got into the music world and producing. And it's a little racy, but you know what? I represent kids and I, I support what my clients want. And I was certainly going to support what my child was going to do. And he channeled it into a good place. And no matter what it was, we were going to be supportive. And it, 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 you know, it took a toll, but he's uh, great. And, and I try to tell that to the parents of the clients that I represent that, um, you know, they're fighting um, with each other. And I said, but try to look at your child, what your child is seeing when you're going, when they're going through this and you'd have to lift them up and be supportive of whatever they want to do. So it was challenging, but um, you know, you get through it. You just get through it. You have the love and the, the, the expertise. I'm lucky. I feel like I have the expertise and a lot of different people I could reach out to if I needed some advice and we all should reach out for some, but you know, some people for help when we need it. And there is no shame in that. As a matter of fact, there's a strength in reaching out and, and, and asking for help. Um, there is. And that is that is a great success story because it's 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 finding an outlet, you know, and, and getting through that and just keep moving. Um, and again, I know that personally because my son, unfortunately, who would have been 30 two years ago, he didn't find that strength after many, many years. So I am, you know, I am a huge fan. So that that's really awesome. Um, you know, going back on, on a little lighter note here, talking about your style, you're a member of the Committee on Character and Fitness for newly minted yes. attorneys. Let me, ask, let me ask you this. As a successful professional woman who obviously has defined and confidently owns her own style and a sense of self, you're almost like redefining the image of modern day lawyer. What advice would you give or do you give to incoming lawyers? Well, it's very interesting. I am um, on that committee and we interview bar applicants for admission to the bar. New York is was one of the last states. It changed a little now because of COVID, but it was so interesting when, um, you know, they get something in the mail that they have to appear before a member and they would come to my office. I don't think they expected to see somebody who wasn't in a polyester suit. Um, and low shoes, maybe, because, um, you know, I would come out and I could see Ew. it in their face, both, both young women and men. And um, we, I, I spoke to them about, you know, being a member of the bar and camaraderie amongst, you know, how we have to treat each other. And that you can't, a lot of them wanted to know if I had a family and how you did it. And, you know, how did you juggle everything? And I have an all woman law firm. Um, not not mm. intentionally. It just happened that way. I mentor a lot of young women and it can be done. I, you know, I was part of the PTA and the whole thing. And I explained that to them. And even the young men want to know. I said, my husband was very, very involved with all three of my children with sports and it can be done. And you would just have to own it. You have to figure out time management. You have to get your work done. You have to show your boss that you know, I may not be in the office for three hours, but those three hours I'm going to complete my work because I have to be with my family and um, you can juggle it. And uh, they I, they were very interested. Every Everyone that I interviewed, they were very interested about it. So you know, I'm glad that I could be that type of image for the people that want it. And you walked the talk because you recently celebrated, was it 42 year wedding anniversary? I did. I did right. yesterday. 
42 years. What, what's your secret sauce to a workable man? <coughs> uh, excuse me. Um, respect, big. Respect is very big. Being open to uh, challenges and open to uh, different ways that people think. You know, my husband may think one way. And also being on the same page when it comes to your kids. That's very important. And there's many times where, you know, when they were younger, they would say, Daddy didn't let me do this or said this or something. And I said, if that's what Dad said. And then, of course, I would go behind the door and say, what are you thinking? What's wrong with you? Why would you say that? Um, I'm a united front. And I think communication and respect is the most important thing. And and I, in, in really anything you do, because, you know, when you're in a, uh, a law office, you know, you're in a marriage kind of. Um, when mm -hmm. you have a relationship with somebody, whether it's, you know, it's always a marriage, it's always a connection. And if you communicate the right way, you really could get through anything and respect somebody else's opinion. And that's what real, that's what it really is. Not easy, but you all the time, but, no. you know, it works. Yeah, because if you have respect as a starting position, you can agree to disagree respectfully. You know, nobody says you have to be exactly one but that's why I asked the word, that's why I said workable marriage, right? Because over so many years, you may not see eye to eye, but it's just being able to come back together. Um, I, I think that's, you're, you're absolutely right. The communication is a key. So, you know, you're doing so much. So how do you, what do you do, how do to, to recharge? What, what is, where do you find your Zen? Your personally? Well, I make sure at least twice a week or three, if I'm good, to go to my hot Pilates class. Um, I have to listen to my instructor, so I feel that that's the only time I'm not thinking about work. So I, it recharges me. Um, I like to walk after dinner all the time, something my husband and I do, because it just you know gets, gets you going before you're gonna be charged for the next day. Um, and I don't know, I like to go into the city and see plays. I mean, I like to have fun. I like to take it, you know, easy, whatever we can. I, I have a beautiful house. So, um, you know, in the summertime, it's wonderful to recharge, looking at the water. Um, it's important. I, I, I didn't find, I still don't have the balance, honestly, and I, I'm still thriving to get the balance, but more and more, and I think COVID opened my eyes to a lot of things that anything can happen at any time. So you really have to enjoy yourself. So I'm trying to do that the best I can. Yeah, what is balance? Uh, you know, it almost that doesn't mean necessarily equal, right? Um, I will find an equal personal time, you know, to sort of balance out the same amount of professional time. I think what you you're onto something. Talking about inserting those moments that take you away from from work That's because it. you're so passionately ingrained in it. So even if it's just few moments, making sure you do find those moments. And that that could be your 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 own balance, you know. Who who's to say what that is other than you? I can't. Um, to me, I work is kind of like I love what I do, so um, I don't want to ever give it up. But I think I could just focus on myself a little bit more. Um, it's for the brain. Sometimes it's so much going on that you say, you know, your brain is tired. My brain is tired, so. You try to relax the brain a little bit. That's, that's, you know, 
having a glass of wine isn't too bad either once in a while, but you know, um, <laughs> I like to focus on just trying to relax my brain a little bit because I feel sometimes it is overwork. So, mm. you know, it's hard to find, but Talking. well, I, I have to tell you that a lot of the women in my office um, have young children. So um, I try to tell them what I didn't do when I was younger, because I want to explain to them that, I mean, I was always around, I was always visible, but like Jenna, one of my associates said, oh my God, I have to be here, but my son is having his first, you know, kindergarten experience. I said, I'll take care of this or we'll take care of this. You go get the first experience. You're never gonna have that again. So I try to tell them that they should try to find the balance all the time because I, I wasn't able to do it. And so I want to guide them a little bit and learn from my experiences. So I hope that works for them. That's why you have such a great team. So, you know, I could have you here for a long time. We could just talk about life and, and so many things. I will definitely have you back. But before, before I let you go, you know, I, I do have a little bit of a challenge uh, for you here. Uh, uh, next podcast episode challenge. Since you are like this, uh, I'd say a musical Kardashian family and Josh is slaying it now in LA. <laughs> How about next time when you're on, you and Josh, you gotta hit us with a family rap collab. Okay. <laughs> and you gotta think about a title of that track, what that would be. <laughs> okay. That's simple. We have in my house when everybody's together, so Josh is in the music business. My daughter has her master's in social work, so she has a great time evaluating and helping all of us. And Troy, my youngest, <laughs> is a lawyer, and he does work with Josh. So we, we have dance parties, and you have no idea the music that we put on, and it goes from all extremes, from Sinatra to you know 50 Cent and, and all of Josh's work. We have a good time. So we'll come up with something for you. You'll have fun. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You got to be That's it. That's it. You're on. Uh, and, okay. and that's it. It's it. You, okay, I'll take the challenge. Out. <laughs> Good. Okay. Josh is like, oh my gosh, I can't believe she did that. Jill, okay. um, it's been it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. Uh, thank you so much. Really, really, thank you. Thank really you. a pleasure. I think you're doing great stuff. So thank you. And I love watching all the people you had. I watched them and I think it's just wonderful. The medical issues they spoke about, they spoke about mm. things, how they they got to, to be judges. I mean, it's really wonderful and sharing it with the world is great. So thank you from this end to you. Oh, thank you. My, my, my pleasure. And, you know, thank you for sharing your fun journey. That's not only compelling, it's truly inspiring. You bring a fresh new perspective on being a lawyer. And to our viewers and listeners, thank you. You can find more about Jill Stone by clicking on our bio link below. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button on our YouTube channel, Beyond the Bar Podcast, and follow us on all social media channels. Until next time, stay curious and stay inspired.